Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 148 and session number 41 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the show. So if you're brand new and you want to ask a question, or hey, if you're a longtime listener and you want to ask a question, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. And I would love to hear from you. You will record a voice message. You'll just record a message like you were leaving on a voicemail. Say your name, say uh, maybe even where you're from, and then just leave your short question there and I'll do my best to air it on the show. All right. I really, really do love doing these. It, uh, it just gets me pumped up because I'm able to connect. All right. And I'm all about connecting you guys that follow me on Periscope. Uh, you guys know that when I do these, it's really loose. It's really just like us hanging around, having that cup of coffee and just, you know, hanging out, talking about Amazon FBA type stuff. And that's what I feel when I do these on Fridays is really getting to connect with you guys and hearing your voice. Okay. Now, some of you that are listening are like, Scott, what are you talking Periscope? What the heck is that? Well, it's actually uh, a platform that you, a- you, you're able to do a live stream. And, uh, and that's where I just pop on randomly and just kind of give some thoughts about what's happening or, uh, you know, maybe things that I have coming up or, uh, just talking just casually. Um, so you can find me on Periscope. That's periscope.tv. There'll be a link in the show notes as well. And, uh, you can go over there and just search for at Scott Volker and then you'll find me, just follow me. And then every time I do a live little broadcast, you'll get a notification and then you can join me. You can also watch a replay there too, but they're only usually stored for, I think it's 24 or 48 hours. I forget. A lot of fun though. I love doing them and that's why I love doing these uh, Ask Scott sessions as well. So if you want to ask a question, ask it here and I'd love to answer it on the show. All right. Now, before I do jump in, I did want to also remind you, especially if you're brand new and you haven't attended one of my live workshops, it's January 2016 right now. Currently, we're going to start doing our workshops again. And I would love to have you attend if you haven't done so, or even if you have done so. I've had some people that come just for the live Q&A that I do. And it's where I go through the entire process of finding a product, launching a product, the whole nine yards, all the way through step-by-step, and I also do live Q&A. So if you want to register for an upcoming workshop, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. Once again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. All right, guys, so what do you say? Let's go ahead and listen to the ne- the, the next, the first question, and I will give you my answer. Hi, Scott. It's Jose in the UK. Um, first of all, thank you very much for, uh, for all that you're doing. Um, listening to your different episodes every single day is the closest one can get to having a mentor. Uh, I really can't thank you enough. Um, okay, so my question is something that I think may affect um, most of us, if not all of us, at some point. And that is, at what point do you decide that your product is no longer viable. And to give you my my own example, I launched a product a few months ago, then I, I hit some problems um, uh, in, in my business and I ran out of cash flow basically, so I had to pause everything just as I was getting started. So uh, I went from BSR 200 down to 10,000 or, or 14,000 or something. Uh, now I'm ready to get back in there, but 
there are a ton of new competitors um, just appeared out of nowhere and they're all doing uh, the, the same thing, obviously branded. Um, uh, but, you know, they, they, they're good. They're good. So do you, do you do one last run and then look at the numbers and look at your profit margins and then keep doing that until it's no longer viable? Or, um, or I'm just curious on uh, what your take is on that. Uh, thanks very much again. Hey, Jose in the UK. What's up, man? Thank you so much for the question. And uh, you know what? It's a good question. And I have not really answered this, I don't believe. And I don't know if there's really a right or wrong answer. I think you might have already kind of answered it yourself uh, in a way that, you know, if you already have a product that you've went through the first initial run, let's call it the test run, right? Maybe you went through 500 units, you ran out of inventory, you didn't replenish it fast enough. You ran out of stock. But then when you're starting to get ready to place that next order, you notice that you're getting more sellers that are coming into that mix. Now, you could say, well, you've already got established here, right? You've already got some reviews coming in. So you are going to have a little bit of an advantage maybe when you start back up again. But I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm out of there as long as I can prove that there's demand in that particular uh, product. Now, you guys that are longtime listeners, you hear me talk about demand quite a bit because I think it's really, really important. And demand really means where you have depth in the market. So where if you have, you know, product number one and then you have, you know, or not product listing number one and then listing number 15, let's say there's sales being generated through all of those, okay? And the way that you can see this is by going to uh, the actual, uh, you know, homepage or the, the search that you do. Let's say it's garlic press. You would go to that first page and you would see the top 16 results and you would look at those and kind of look at the BSRs and all that stuff. Or you can use a tool called Jungle Scout. If you haven't heard of Jungle Scout, you definitely want to check that tool out. It's one that I... Wish that was here when I first started, but it wasn't, and now it is, and I can't live without it. Uh, for those of you that are brand new again or haven't used Jungle Scout and you wanted a little bit more information about it, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 56. That's episode 56 because I did an interview with Greg Mercer, who's also a really successful private labeler, and he's the one that built the tool. And uh, he talks all about product research and all this stuff that it does for you. But this tool allows you to see depth can you hear that? Like, a, like that fast. Like, I mean, it's almost that fast. It's like, as long as it takes to load it up, maybe three seconds, four seconds, depending on your internet speed. And you can see the data. You can see all of the metrics. So that right there alone by seeing if it's got the demand and if you can still hold a position there, then I would do it. I would do it as long as I felt I could, right? But I would also then be thinking, how can I then strap another product alongside this one so I can capitalize on that, okay? Or how can I add an accessory to make myself better, right? Now, one thing that I haven't noticed a lot of is instructions that go along with it. Not just instructions, but video instructions. So how would it look if you had a DVD created that would show how to use the product or tips on how to use the product. So for example, if you're selling a garlic press, you could have, uh, you know, you could hire someone to do recipes 
for you and then video them and then put them on a DVD and add that to it. So now you have a DVD that comes along with it. Now, again, I'm just throwing this out there and it's something that I'm playing around with myself because I think it's fairly easy to do. Yes, it'll cost you that initial, you know, upfront fee to hire someone to do it, the video production and stuff. But if you're thinking that long term, you could turn this product into something that you could sell on an ongoing basis, but by creating that video, uh, you know, instruction guide for it or recipes or whatever, these tips, uh, you know, that could separate you from the crowd. But again, it depends on your market. I don't know the market, so I can't give you that exact, you know, recipe for that, if you will. That's kind of ironic, right? Like recipe, garlic press. That's funny. Uh, so, you know, that's what I would say. Without seeing it, I can't really say, but I would probably lean towards, I would give it another run. Uh, and then from there, see what happens, especially because you've already done it once. Now, the other thing I would probably look at is seasonality. Was your first, you know, experience with it in the fourth quarter? Was it also in a time that was seasonal, that it's a very, you know, popular product in that particular time of the season? I would need to look at all of these different things. I'd probably go back to Camel, Camel, Camel and look at that. For those, for those of you that are brand new and you're like, Scott, what the heck are you talking about? Camel, camel, camel. That's another free tool, uh, which lets you see history of, uh, the BSR. So that's your sales and also the price. And that is camel, camel, camel.com. Again, these will all be linked up in the show notes to this episode. Uh, you throw around these names sometimes. And if someone's tuning in for the first time, they're like, what the heck is camel, camel, camel? Uh, so, all right. So, um, I hope I've answered your question there and I know it wasn't a direct answer, but just kind of giving you my thoughts on this. I think that you've had some success here, so why not continue to build on this success, especially in this market? All right. So hopefully that's helped you keep me posted on that. Good luck to you and, uh, yeah, keep it going. All right. So let's go ahead and listen to another question and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott. My name is Josh. I'm a longtime listener of your show. I have not taken action on selling on Amazon, but I do have another business I'm running. Um, I wanted to ask you about selling books on Amazon. Um, I have a real passion for books, and I thought that might be something I'd like to get involved in on Amazon. And uh, I know it fits, in, it fits into the shoebox thing, and it's flight and everything like that, but uh, I don't know much about selling books on Amazon and how that'll work. So I uh, appreciate everything you do. I enjoy your podcast, even though I don't sell on Amazon yet. I just keep coming back to it and back to it and listening to it. So, all right. Thanks, Scott. Hey, Josh, thank you so much for the question. And uh, yeah, selling books is actually used books, especially uh, is a pretty good business out there still. Um, I would probably direct you to Jordan Malik. Uh, and, uh, he could probably give you some more insights. He's got a podcast as well. Uh, I will link that up in the show notes. So again, go to the episode here, which will be episode 148. So that's the amazingseller.com forward slash 148. He does a lot more of the books. I know he got his start selling books and also retail arbitrage. Uh, but if they are new books, a little bit different there. I'm not quite sure. Now, I know that you probably could sell these as FBA, you know, like as a book if it's like, uh, oh, I, let's say a book that you would write in or something like that. But if you're, if you have a book that is for just reading purposes, that might just get listed differently into the book section, not necessarily Kindle, but it's a whole, I, I believe it is, and maybe someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's two different animals there in a sense. Uh, but um, you could probably 
just list that as FBA. But I would, again, do a little bit more research here. Head over to jordanmalik.com. And again, I will give the link to that in the show notes. So head over to get that. Um, and you may have already heard of him, but I would definitely follow his advice on selling used books. I know he's done like school books too. Uh, you know, like, so if you're a homeschooler, uh, people have books that they want to buy of the curriculum. Uh, also maybe college books. I know they're very expensive. So people want to buy used books there. So for people listening, they're like, well, Scott, that's not really private labeling. It's not, but it's again, it's a way for you to get started in this without having to do private labeling to begin with if you just want to get your feet wet and to start making some money right now. Like you could find a book, enlist it and make money next week. Um, it's that quick. Uh, now you, you know, could do private labeling and you could do all your research, do your, you know, manufacturing, all that stuff and get listed within maybe 40 to 60 days, depending on your manufacturer. But I think it's a great idea to get started. If it's a passion of yours, I think that's even better. But you also want to do some research and see what kind of books are hot and what aren't. I've seen people too sell games, like popular games, old games that are hard to find. That's another uh, another way to make some extra money here in this Amazon game. And you know, I've seen them being sold on eBay, just as books are as well. So they you can totally you know use both of those platforms. But my advice to you would be to yes, do your homework, find the books out there that are you know selling. Uh, you know, cause that's important too, because you need to know what to look for when you're looking for these books. But if you're a private labeler, you're not going to really be able to go out there and private label a book. So it wouldn't apply to you. But for you, those of you that are just getting started, I think private or, um, I'm sorry, not private. I mean, I think, uh, selling used books, especially, uh, books for schooling and stuff is really, really awesome. And I think it's a great opportunity. It's still a great opportunity out there. Uh, but you do need to make sure that, uh, certain things are done. And again, I'm not an expert in that. So I would steer you to Jordan Malik, which I will leave a link in the show notes to get, uh, his resources, um, in that. All right. So. That's pretty much going to wrap up that. I know it wasn't that helpful, but I think it's a great idea. So hopefully that's helped you to say like, yeah, Scott thinks it's a pretty good idea. So maybe I should look into this. So maybe that, that is uh, what I've done for you here. So, uh, but I did want to share this because I think so many people, they're paralyzed in the private labeling, you know, space and they don't know where to start. I would say start somewhere here, right? Because it'll get your feet wet and you can get started almost immediately. All right. So that's going to wrap up this question. Let's go ahead and listen to another one and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott, it's Kevin from Westchester. I've been listening to your podcast for a while. I'm a big fan. I've been there since the beginning. You read a question of mine on the podcast a few months ago about my custom poster site. That it was not really sellable on Amazon, but better suited for my own site, which I have. I've worked over the last two months to expand my site to offer many more variations of my product. The trouble I have is marketing my site. There is no PCC like Amazon and no review my products for ranking. I know you tell people that we should not just depend on Amazon alone. But walking a non-Amazon site is much different. And having a Facebook page done and I've started a blog. Do you have any advice on how you would promote a non-Amazon product? Thanks for all your help. Hey, Kevin, welcome back to the show, by the way. And uh, yeah, I do remember answering that question. And let me just kind of recap for people really quickly. Uh, you know, Kevin is selling uh, posters, okay? And these are his own poster designs. And uh, within that, it's just hard to put up a product 
and have people just go on and buy a poster unless you have like, uh, you know, popular movies or popular uh, sports or, you know, sports teams or that. And that comes with, you know, you have to, you have to get all kinds of licensing and all of that stuff. So if you don't have that and you're just coming up with your own unique designs, it's hard to get, you know, people to be searching for that and find that on Amazon. So that's why I say it was really kind of hard to, you know, create that into a private label product unless you have something that you know, like a popular quote or a popular, uh, you know, something that is unique to you. Um, or maybe something that is in the, um, the public domain space where, you know, something has been copyrighted, but it's out of copyright because, uh, it's so old and then you're able to reprint that. That's a different story too. And I don't know much about it, but I know some people have went down that path. But your question is really about how do I get my business out there without really using Amazon? And, you know, this show that I do here is primarily talking about Amazon, but I do know a thing or two about the online space. And I think that there's a lot of things that we're going to be wanting to do with our Amazon business and bringing it off of Amazon and onto our own space and other other different uh, platforms, you know, and creating your own is one way of doing that. Now, the quickest way for you to probably start getting attention to this is not number one, you need to understand your market. You need to understand who would be buying these posters. Okay. I don't know what kind of posters that you're creating, but if it's for a particular market, you know, uh, then you're going to want to go after those particular people in that market. Well, how do you do this? Well, you go to Facebook and you search for these groups or these fa- Facebook fan pages of people that are into this market. Then you're going to be able to number one, target those particular people. Now you can't target a Facebook group, but you can target a Facebook fan page. So that's why even when I talk about like my pre-launch phase where I talk about building a Facebook fan page, you know, you can create that fan page to yes, interact with those people on that page as it's your own, but you can then also run Facebook ads to those people that are connected to that page. So whether it's your page or someone else's page, you can then create an ad that will then speak to those people in that audience. That would be my first initial step, okay? If you've got a blog, you've got an e-commerce store, you've got that all connected, well, now you want people to come over and and buy a poster. Well, now you got to go where people that are buying that type of poster, and then you have to present your poster to them. Now, I've seen this happen as well or work uh, with T-shirts. So if you find like, you know, popular, you know, things in a certain market. So I was in the photography space, still am in the photography space. And, uh, you know, you could have a shirt that says something like, you know, be careful, I'll shoot, you know, but you're not talking about like shooting like with a gun. You're talking about shooting with your camera, you know, or, um, you know, look out, you know, I might flash you, you know, and that's just photography talk because you're talking about flashing your, you know, your strobe or your, your flash on your camera, right? Uh, so these are like funny things within that, that industry, within that market, uh, you know, that they'll get, like the market gets. But if you're talking about posters that are kind of like all over the map and it's not really targeting a market, that's going to be harder to execute. That's why I always tell people really niche it down to what you're trying to uh, sell to or who you're trying to sell to. It's really, really important that you understand that whether we're in the Amazon space or whether we're just talking about a business in general. I mean, if we're talking about, I mean, I'll go back to a really obscure one here. Like if we're talking about, you know, talking to people that could be interested in, in pest control. Well, pest control isn't sexy, but there's an audience out there that uh, are looking for 
you know, solutions to their pest problems, right? So you need to find out where those people could hang out. What is your demographics? Like in the pest control market, you probably would say, well, people that own their own home. So then you got to look at the, uh, you know, okay, so out of people that own their own home, you know, where are they hanging out? Well, so then you got to kind of start doing that deep dive research. Now, I know that's kind of an, an obscure one, but you get what I'm saying, right? I mean, people that are into something, if we're talking about a hobby, in, in this case, if we're talking about posters, we're probably talking about a hobby or a passion of some kind. Well, even like photography, we go down that road. If we're into photography, as soon as we see a poster or a shirt that represents what we are about, we resonate with that, right? So if you put a poster up in a group of people that are passionate or that are into this particular thing, this this market, right, then it's going to speak to them. And when it speaks to them, then you can sell it, okay? Now, something you might want to do that would be kind of fun is maybe you have like five popular posters that are, you know, that are good sellers that you know that are good sellers and that resonate really well with your audience. What you might want to do is do a giveaway, right? So what you might want to do is like a contest, right? So, you know, enter here to win these five posters. And then you can have these five posters after you raffle it off in five or seven days. All right. So that's a way too that you can start getting an email list. All right. Cause we all talk about an email list, right? So the way that you could do that is to drive Facebook ads from that group that you're targeting and then drive them to a landing page in lead pages or your own website, whichever you want to use. And then from there, you have to have an autoresponder in place. I use aweber.com. And then from there, you capture their email. They're entered into the contest. And then after five days, you contact them with the winner. And then you let everyone else know, hey, because you entered the contest, I wanted to also give you guys 30% off any poster in our store, right? So now we've got a list of people that we know that are interested because they wanted to win the five, uh, you know, the, the five posters. We know they're interested in this topic. And now when we present them with an offer, we're going to get some of those people to buy that as well. And then we know in the future, if we ever want to run another promotion or something, we could run it to those people that signed up. And you can repeat this week after week after week. And you can do it after all the, or over all of these different groups. Um, so you can continually do that in Facebook. It's really, really easy to do that. I know Twitter, you can do that. You can do it with ads. You can do it on Instagram. Uh, you know, uh, Pinterest, another great outlet probably for you, but I would start with Facebook personally because you can see a lot of the data there. You can target specific groups, but hopefully this has helped. A few ideas there for you. Anyone else listening to, there's a few ideas for you, whether you're, again, selling your stuff on Amazon or you're selling stuff uh, off of Amazon. If you're selling on Amazon, again, this could apply for this. Let's say, for example, you sell a garlic press right? Well, maybe now what you're going to do, even if, this is an idea for you, even if you didn't sell four of the other products that you want to give away, you could buy four other products, things that would go along with a garlic press, right? Maybe a garlic bag, maybe it's going to be, uh, what else? Could be, let's call, uh, let, let's say another thing that you can use in the kitchen would be a, like a lemon press, or maybe um, then you could also have uh, what else could go with that? A spatula. Uh, maybe from there you could also do something, uh, uh maybe a, a heat thermometer, something like that, right? So you, you have all these products, but only one of them is yours, but you buy three of the other ones and you create this contest, right? So now you can target people that are in your market and then you can drive them to a landing page from Facebook, get them to opt in with their email address to enter the contest, follow up with them and say, Hey, thanks so much for signing up for the contest. We'll let you know on January 14th when it goes, uh, you know, when we pick the winner. And then from there, 
you go ahead and you build an email list of people that are interested in your market. And then from there, you can give a winner. You can, again, announcing the winner to everyone is also a great way for you to make that, uh, you know, that last email to them or a follow up email to say, Hey, just want to let you know who won. The headline could be, you know, could be something like, um, you know, um, did you win? Question mark, you know, uh, answer inside or something like that. Then they click inside the email. You tell them who the winner is, and then you say, if you didn't win, we still have an offer for you because you did join or you you did sign up and we wanted to give you guys something a little special. Here's a 25% off coupon, and you drive them over to your Amazon store, or if you don't have an Amazon store, you drive them to you know your, your uh, Amazon page or your, I'm sorry, your uh, e-commerce page, right? But it's a great way then to recycle that traffic and bring them back over to Amazon now that we have them on our own email list. All right. You guys can tell how excited I get about that, right? You can tell how fast I start talking. I can't help it because it's so powerful to be able to build that email list. And if you're doing this thing here, um, Kevin, like I was talking about, if you're doing this without the intentions of making Amazon a primary thing for you, which I still think you can find some popular items and put them on there, but um, whether you're doing it on Amazon or not, this will work for both. And again, it'll build that email list. If you're spending money on ads, I would like to get an email list because I know over time the ROI will be there for me. All right. As long as you do a good job with delivering value. All right. So guys, that is going to wrap up this episode of Ask Scott. Once again, if you have questions, please submit them over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. And I'll do my best to answer them on an upcoming show. Now, one last little reminder here. If you guys have not attended one of my live free workshops, I would definitely recommend coming over and hanging out with us. We have a blast. We go through the five phases for picking a product, sourcing a product, launching a product, promoting a product, everything in between. We go through that and we do live Q&A. I would love you to attend. Head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. Once again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you in the next episode.